I am Max, and we are back with the retrospective series that everybody cares about so very much, the John Carpenter, Kurt Russell retrospective series. And we are going to finish this series with the final film the two men made together, one of the uh, last films John Carpenter made as of mm -hmm. today. Thank God. Um, uh, debatable. Escape from Los Angeles, <laughs> escape from L.A., as it were. So, uh, as we talked about way back when with the Escape from New York review, that film was uh, pretty successful critically, uh, successful commercially, and as such, uh, a sequel was being developed pretty much, you know, basically just a couple years after that movie came out, the sequel entered development, and it languished there in development hell for uh, 15 years. Oh. 15 years after the release of Escape from New York in 1996, yes. we got the release of Escape from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, John Carpenter has gone on the record saying that it was actually uh, Kurt Russell who fought for this film to be made, that he really wanted to return to the character. And also that the film was made partially as a response to the LA riots, which <laughs> nice. happened uh, recently at that time. Um, wow. At the Rodney King meeting, those mm -hmm. rides? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we don't need much more of an introduction than that. Uh, let's get right into it. So uh, let's go back to Escape from New York for a second. Um, so imagine you're leaving Escape from New York in 1981. You just walked out of the theater seeing it for the first time. Uh, do you want a sequel to that film? Of course. Yes. Yes. I mean, not knowing the future, guys. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. You know, right. See where Snake Plissken goes from here, what major right. city he has to escape from again. I mean, he's just such a cool guy. You he's, want to see him again, right? He's, he's a character who, who you could do, a, you know, serial movies that fucking, yeah. Yes, yeah, because the third one should have been in space. Well, it, it still escape, might be. Escape from space. They're both still alive. How do you man? escape from space? <laughs> that's, the, that's the logic that this movie Wouldn't has. Wouldn't it technically be escape from Earth? I don't know. I don't know. You, you escape from space when you enter the space station. <laughs> All right. That's logic. We should write it. <laughs> Alien versus Snake Plissken. I would nice. watch the fuck out of that movie. Honestly. Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken would just destroy him. I see, I would see. I would watch Snake Plissken yeah. fight like all kinds of shit. Well, yeah. what they should do is they should have Snake Plissken fighting the alien, and the alien should almost be besting him, and it's like opening his mouth to like rip him apart and shoot at that. And then the alien should just get like stabbed from behind, and it should fall over, and there should be a predator standing there. Nice. What if you did <laughs> Snake Plissken versus King Kong? Oh, and he goes back in time. Yeah, and he's there back when he the shows up. I, yeah, so it's like it's in New York again. Yeah, but he's fighting. So he long. actually jumps from the airplane onto the Empire State Building, and why he's falling, he has a fist fight with Kong. I would watch that. that I mean, a la, a la, a la Gandalf and that fire monster from. The, uh, the, the, yeah, ball run? the ball run? Whatever. Well, what I'm hoping is that, you know, uh, Kurt Russell has been confirmed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. So why can't Star Lord's dad just be Snake Plissken? Nice. Why not? I'm yeah. Fine with yeah. Not. Snake Plissken versus uh, Darth Vader. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> be wonderful. <laughs> Actually, then to go on the alien thing, and I'll shut up, mm -hmm. it'll be really cool to see Snake Plissken ha uh, have a facehugger jump at him. Yeah. And he grabs it mm -hmm. with his bare hand, and then he takes it and he splits it in half. Oh, yeah. And he looks at the screen and goes, not my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch all these movies. All right. But now imagine it's 1996, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 15 years after you saw Escape from New York, and you see this poster, Escape from L.A., and it says Snake is back. Nice. Uh, what do you feel? Do you feel anything? Are you excited? Oh, I saw that movie once. There's a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Because it's been 15 fucking years. Talk mm -hmm. about missing the shark on that one. Wow. Missing the shark. <laughs> missing the shark. You like that? Missing the boat. <laughs> missing the boat. Missing and the shark. We're going to need a bigger boat. 
What I do that love, beautiful. what I do love is that how everything I say, you guys just, you guys just pick apart and you just figure it out and you just embarrass. I say weird things. We've known this for years. Let's continue. I need a beer. Go on. This podcast is missing the shark. Yeah. Alright, so how, how would you guys feel like 15 years later seeing Snake is back? Any interest? I wouldn't. Well, how how long is this after Captain Ron? Uh, <laughs> I believe it's like nice. four years after four Captain years? Ron. I might be a little excited because Kurt Russell. Right. What's the Carpenter movie before this? Um, Village of the Damned? Uh, yeah, I believe oh, so. Oh, really? He did that? In 95? Huh? Mm-hmm. And I believe he made that and um, In the Mouth of Madness in the same year. A wonderful resume. So, I, guess, I mean, I guess, yeah, like, as the years go on, I'd be probably a little less excited. I think it would be. I think it'd just be more of a, a mild interest instead of, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. like, oh, it's there. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd be excited. I think I'd be real excited. I mean, less so, but I think I'd still be excited. I mean, I equate it to... You know, what if they made a sequel to Fury Road like 15 years from now? Like it would be, uh, it would be weird because it would be strange for them not to capitalize on it. But I'd still be excited. Well, it, I mean, it would actually be a lot like the Road Warrior situation mm-hmm. yeah. where they're just like, hey, the sequel's Tom Hardy now, except it's not. It's actually weird, old, non-racist Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> like if he wasn't racist. Hey, sweet cheeks. Sugar tits. Are they sugar, tits. sugar tits. Sugar ticks. I'm sorry. That's amazing. God bless him. All right, well, uh, let's get into the actual movie now. Uh, this film essentially follows the same plot as Escape from New York. The exact and, same. Yeah, I've written down all the similarities here. Let's just blast them. Snake has to help the president or he'll die from something injected into his body. Snake says he'll kill the people who hired him, but does not actually kill them. Snake's original means of transportation is destroyed. Snake follows his tracking device to a dead guy. There's a weird car with a disco ball. Snake's <laughs> love interest dies after one scene. Snake must prove himself to avoid being killed. Snake switches out the thing he's supposed to give the president with another thing, and so on. Um, do you object to this level of repetition, or do you feel that it does not detract from the film? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? I, 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 forgive me, because it's been a month since I've seen this. Is this the one where the hologram at the end? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's my response. <laughs> no, uh, like, I remember the moment where I was just like, this is going to be bad. It was the, he's talking to Stacy Keach, mm-hmm. and he's like, Shut your mouth! Like he just like said something. I was just like, this is gonna be fucking terrible. Mm. Like this is like Stacy Keach is a pretty decent actor. Mm. Kurt Russell's or uh, Patrick Swayze is a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Swayze, really? <laughs> it's Patrick Swayze. Right? Are we doing this? Are we doing this now? <laughs> no, yeah, man. No, yeah. This like, is too bad. I mean, that, I'm, what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. it's it. Yeah. It's not because one of them's a bad actor. It's because right. it's a fucking horrible... I mean, because you know that this is the same thing a lot of people said about The Force Awakens, right? Where they're just like, oh, it follows all the same story beats. Well, I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, neither Force did Wars, I, but so. a lot of people did. But it's did. Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, basically every fucking... I mean, it's the fucking hero. It's but it's been Star Wars. Compared to Escape from L.A. So... Yeah. One has Harrison Ford, one doesn't. Continue. I think Kurt Russell is approximately as cool as him. What is with you and Kurt Russell? This guy is terrible. What are you talking He's about? He's really cool. Okay. Kurt Russell is awesome. He's a fantastic dancer. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. The only good movie he's ever in was Overboard, my, my good sir. Roadhouse. Ro- he wasn't in Roadhouse. No, the... you're right, George. He wasn't in Roadhouse. <laughs> 
right. I don't get your funny, smart jokes. <laughs> move, move He's saying that Kurt Russell You missed the shark. It's funny. <laughs> See, one of them is a sissy I'm and gonna, one of them isn't. So them. that's how I tell them apart. Just writing your butt. I, I know is it because tough guys don't dance? Is Yes. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, what's the fucking Kurt Russell movie where it's something about plaid? Plaid? The thing. Oh, the maybe. thing's made out of plaid. No, I, I don't think... Kurt Russell is, is not in... Is not, maybe I'm totally inventing There's this. like a Steve Martin movie with plaid in the title. It's like, gentlemen, don't wear plaid or something. Kurt Russell is okay. not in that. Like you know that. Next question. He does. Jesus Christ. All right. He's Next question, and I have a feeling how this one's going to go. Kurt Russell fought this film to get made because he loved the character of Snake so very much. Sure. Uh, what do you think of Russell's performance in this film versus his original performance as Snake Plissken? Which performance do you prefer? I'm gonna. Okay, I'm sorry, but th- th- this is what I feel. His performance is not bad. His performance is not what destroys this movie for me. I agree. What destroys this movie for me is it's 1996 in real world, and the CG is something that a 10-year-old makes. Yeah, well, yeah. It takes you completely out of the movie, on top of the same exact plot lines, and there's a hologram at the end. This is ridiculous. This is, this is one of the top 20 worst films of all time. This is terrible. I mean, he's not bad in it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad when he's writing a, a tidal wave. Yeah. That's really bad. But it's not him. No. So, I mean... I don't think he's the detriment to the movie, but I think he's really good at basketball. That's true. He that's a very, very good. good he's very good at basketball. By the way, I love the idea. I'm sorry. You love the idea of the basketball dance? No, I just I, you know what? To me, it makes sense. Not the story, but the location makes sense. What basketball? No, for uh, <laughs> LA. For I mean, it it makes sense I to me. So. It makes sense. It's like okay, so the first one is in New York. Where's the next major well, it city? It also LA. works with, uh, in the first one, he has, as Max pointed out, he has that political subtext with the Nixon and Watergate. Mm-hmm. So you take it to Los Angeles, <laughs> which is usually considered a den of corruption and sin. Yeah. You know, and they, they don't have any subtext to it. It's all on the surface in this one. Yeah, City of Angels indeed. That's a good one. Thank you. Like the Nick one. Cage movie? But, yeah, no, it's the same performance, really. It's just... That's surrounded by a different movie. Yeah, it, that shades it differently. It makes yeah. you think like, oh, it's he's growling too much. He has he, longer hair. He needs to talk a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's got awful. Yeah, I agree, but I do think Kurt Russell's performance is very consistent. I think this is kind of like a thankless role because uh, <laughs> yeah. of the movie he's surrounded by. Is it thank? By. Is it thankless? Because I mean, he did have a hand in writing it. Oh my God! Well, he did. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like so, not someone's like here, yeah. here, Kurt. I wrote this for you. Will you please do it? He's like, guys, I wrote this for me. Let's do this. Wait, is and this is is this his only writing credit? It's his I only so. writing credit. God yeah. bless this I mean, man. Here's the best part about it is that it's written by Kurt Russell, who's the main star, John Carpenter, who's yeah. the director, and Deborah Hill, who's the main producer. Mm-hmm. Deborah Hill. Yeah. The one who produced Aliens produced this piece of shit. Yeah, she co-wrote this movie. What the? F- she has. She, she has must have just got Devon. Uh, she must have just got done divorcing James Cameron then, because my God. Yeah, no, I think that's. I think that's incredible. Wow. That these. That this is. This is like a true passion project for these three people. Oh yeah. And this was she a producer this, of the first one? I don't know. Because well, wasn't was she? Did she get married to John Carpenter? I I believe either that they were. Hardcore, yeah, because because they were hardcore partners on Terminator and Aliens. 
No, not James Cameron, John Carpenter. Oh, John Carpenter. No, she wasn't married to John Carpenter. Okay. I don't think anybody would marry John Carpenter. Have you seen John Carpenter? Well, he's, yeah, he's, well, he's married to Adrian Bar- Barbeau, but I thought they got divorced. Uh, everybody gets divorced in Hollywood. I don't know. I can't keep track of who. That's right. You don't like John Carpenter. No, I hate That's John right. Carpenter. Yeah, I forgot. You took the first episode in this. He made two good movies. He made two good movies. I feel like he made more than two good movies. He made two good movies and one okay Anyways, one. yes, no, that's that's, uh, I, I, that's one of my favorite one of my favorite facts about this movie. This is one of the wow. This is one of the, like if you think of passion projects, you think of this movie. Oh yeah, and he like John Carpenter said that this one is better. Like, well, you have out. to. No, no, but he was like, this one is more mature. It's it's better in every way. But he has to because he has to promote the flick so he can make some money. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's like. Just doing it for promotion. I think he legitimately thought it was better. Like, legitimately. Well, I would be like, because Kurt Russell's terrible, but... Kurt Russell's not terrible. Yeah, debatable. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> uh, I, we answered it. Okay. Yeah. Kurt Russell's a good actor. Okay. I mean, the original question, like, 20 minutes ago was, how does Kurt Russell's performance in this compare to his... Okay, all right. Yeah, we, okay, we answered We that. covered that. Yeah. All right, now, uh, this film has a very odd uh, cast of characters in it. You got uh, Steve Buscemi's star map salesman. You got Peter Fonda's weird surfer guy. You got the plastic surgeon played by Bruce Campbell wearing a lot of makeup. And then you have Pam Greer playing uh, Hershey Las Palmas, who is uh, <laughs> transsexual. Jesus um, Christ. So, uh, uh, I know the way this one is going to go, too. Did you enjoy any of these characters? Absolutely. <laughs> only, only, Absolutely. Only Peter Fonda. It's ridiculous. That's why you have to enjoy it. Yeah. you got Pam Greer, and her name is Hershey. Is because she's black? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Really? I mean, did, did, she, did you enjoy her voice in this? She had that no, it's, voice. It's... it's what I mean by you enjoy it because these characters are just so out there and so colorful, and these characters were kind of reminded me of a better movie called The Warriors, where you get introduced to the different gangs and they all have a different costume, a different setting, different feel. So that's what it felt like when you got to these characters. Each character, you can definitely not one's the same, right. not one is clearly the same. And Steve Buscemi will do anything. That's true. I swear to God. Well, he was in this movie to pay for his directorial debut. Trees Lounge. Trees Lounge. Which is an okay He directed? Yeah, he's oh. directed like four movies, five movies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really high profile. But. Steve Buscemi. No, yeah, mean? no. <laughs> characters, characters are fun. They're not good. <laughs> I, I want to make this clear that they're not good, but you can definitely pick them out. You're like, oh, okay. I'm going to use that as an excuse for everything now. So I'm oh, like, well, George Clooney. <laughs> why, why didn't you clean your room? Well, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve Buscemi, he's a very good actor, but he will be in any movie. Yes, I mean, the amount of Adam Sandler movies he's been in makes that pretty clear. Um, Did Jimmy shoot Adam Sandler yet? Uh, no, not I yet. should. Jeez. <laughs> All right. No, not a good thing. Not a What? Good. Don't just say, like, out into the world, somebody should shoot Adam. If he gets shot, then they're going to come for us. Me. Just... Don't worry, the two guys in Iowa won't say anything. Continue, Max. Kevin and Kyle. All right. Um, which scene is worse? The one oh, where Snake plays basketball at gunpoint or the one where he surfs onto a moving car? Oh, my Jesus. Good question. Which is worse? It's, I think it surfs onto a moving car. <laughs> just because... Okay, so the CGI is terrible, but, okay, the lead-up to it, 
the lead up to the basketball game is logical. Yeah. There is some merit to that. It, yeah. Granted, it is a, a very strange uh, scenario to put your hero in. Um, but he has just been shot in the leg, swam through shit because he's in the sewer. True. And a run down Los Angeles. And pipes got to be rusty. That's tetanus right there. Yeah. And he's struggling when the hippie you know tells him about the the big one that's coming and all so he's struggling to stand up and all of a sudden he gets that surfboard and he's fucking hanging 10 no problem <laughs> high fives him before they leave and he you know launch, it's there's just some inconsistencies that's all i'm saying <laughs> i would agree with that. i had nothing to say on that that was brilliant yeah no i would i would say i mean i think they're both fucking like terrible for their own reasons but yeah they just they just the like when I think of this movie, the first terrible thing I think of is the surfing scene. Yeah. Because it's so fucking bad. Like, it's, like, unimaginably bad. Yeah. Now, one of the things I noticed going back to this film is, um, like, especially watching this back-to-back with Big Trouble in Little China. I think Big Trouble in Little China has fantastic special effects. Especially that floating eyeball thing. And I said that during the review of that film. I love that fucking eyeball thing. So, why is the CGI in this movie so fucking terrible? Like, how did this happen? Because they wanted to do CG. Everybody was banking off of Terminator 2. I mean, think about it. You go back and watch, and and, and why make the comparison is that you go back and watch Terminator 2 now, and that movie still holds up today, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talent in that. So, of course, everybody's going to bank off, oh, my God, we could do this? This is great. And clearly, they could not do that. They could not do that. The thing is, like this probably this movie probably had a healthy sized budget, oh, right? Good, I know yeah. I know the CGI isn't that great, but this like but the sets don't look good either. Like the practical stuff, like the first one, they had a, I'm assuming a, a fairly low budget because I mean he was just coming off of Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the fog too. The budget know, was fog. fifty million. So I was gonna say around they had, yeah. they and it had, grossed twenty five million. <laughs> <laughs> so they had, okay, so fifty million dollar budget in nineteen ninety seven is like that's a lot. That is that is a lot of money. And Sorry, like even the sets look like sets, which is very bothersome, right. I think. No, I'm just gonna shut up. Now I know there's a lot of difference between and then it I'm not gonna talking. Shut. No, no. <laughs> um I just want to say that Terminator Two's budget and it's it's hundred million. It, it's it's hundred and two million. Yeah. But I'm assuming a lot of that went to payroll, not just oh. CG. But anywho, because I just find that interesting. Because yeah, yeah 50 million in 1996—that's that's a sizable budget. Because like when Jurassic Park was in the 70s, yeah. I think. And Toy Story wasn't over 50 mil. That's was 35. It? And that's all CG. Yeah. And Jurassic so. Park was two years before this film. Still, some of the best CGI I've ever seen. Still holds up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just find it so strange because, as I said in my thing review, that has like my favorite practical effects of any film ever. Right. Like it, it's just it's just such a strange disparity to me because John Carpenter he obviously knows how to do this stuff. Like he knows how to do special effects. He doesn't care in this movie. I don't think I when I saw this for the second time. Because I saw it for the first time oh, a few years God, ago. How did I, you get through it twice? I like, watched it for the second time. Yeah, well, it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, I never seen this one." And I'm like, "Well, I'm watching. It. I have to watch it all the way through." And then you, when you guys were doing that for review, I'm like, "Fuck me." Um, <laughs> but uh, watching this movie, I could just my opinion of it was Jack Carpenter just didn't want to be here. I mean, I just I just think he had something else he wanted to do, or he wanted to be someplace else, but not here. He and wanted, that's why I didn't think he cared. He wanted to make Ghost of Mars. Yes, he did with. Ice Cube. Yep. 
So God bless him for that. Which is like a wrapper, not 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 an actual cube. Putting your drink and it makes it cold. That would be amazing if it was an actual cube. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, John Carper did not want to be here, man. I mean, that's why it's so bad. It's because when you have a guy behind the camera who's directing everybody, who's supposed to be the leader of the group, and I just feel he's just like, all right, action, give me a smoke. You know, it just that's just what it felt like. Right. And and here's Kurt Russell. Okay, guys, let's go. And everybody's like, Shoot, go play basketball. See, like, maybe this is a controversial opinion about John Carpenter. Yeah. I know that you, that Max and I have actually debated this, um, which started by him saying, they live's amazing. It's a fucking masterpiece. Thank you for showing me that, by the way. Well, I mean, okay. But, you know, like, <laughs> he was like, it's a masterpiece. You got to see it. So I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, like, I was expecting, I was expecting, like, fucking Lawrence of Arabia or some shit. Schindler's yeah. List. Well, what it actually is, it's just a fun, ridiculous movie. Yeah. And it's goofy. When you, when you, when you go into it like that, it's fun. If you go into it expecting Lawrence of Arabia, you're going to be fucking disappointed. Put on the fucking glasses. My point being that you thought, for most of, of your life, that John Carpenter was aware that he was making goofy movies. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he's like. I think a few times he made like good movies, kind of by accident, mm -hmm. and that he's like, especially now that he's getting older, like just going way fucking downhill. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like he kind like he's not. I'm not saying he's bad. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when he's like, you know. Uh, when he's really trying and, and, and he's like got a really good idea, he's good. But I don't think he's like super fucking like talented. Which sucks. Because as I say that, like, there are a lot of movies that have been released over the, this year, the past couple years, that like owe a lot to John Carpenter. And I fucking love those movies. And I love John Carpenter's early movies. But I'm saying I think he accidentally made like really great movies. I don't think he accidentally did it. I think he, when he goes simple, he's good. Because if you think about Halloween, pretty simple. Yeah. The Thing, a little bit more complex than Halloween, but it's pretty simple. When he goes to these bigger budget, quote unquote, big grandiose films, he kind of falters. I mean, the, I mean, The Fog is kind of a cult classic and that is pretty simple. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Escape from New York is pretty big. It's big, but it was it was simple to where the fact that he was still comfortable in his own skin. When he starts doing things that are completely opposite of what A, he's known for, or B, what I think he's comfortable with, he starts getting nervous. And he starts wondering if I should do this or not. That's why I don't think this movie is great, because I think it's his fault, because I could just I just had this feeling of John Carpenter saying, oh, you want to have Bruce Campbell in this, and you want his face to be completely fucked up? Okay, sure, record. See, but I, 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 and I, I actually, was, as you were first saying that, I thought... I, I, I was I agree with you completely, but like, he, I mean, he came out and and you said that he said it because, you know, he wanted to sell the movie, but like he came out and said that he genuinely likes this more than Kurt like, or John. John. Okay. So like I think he is trying or was trying. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but what director goes out there and goes, "Yep, I fucked up." I feel like some Josh Trank. Don't yeah. know who that is. Yeah, I did. Oh like, yeah! Like two days, like the Wednesday before the movie opened, he's like, he, he tweeted out, "There's there uh, is a good version of Fantastic Four, but the studio won't let you see it." Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. He'll never work again. Probably, Probably not. Probably not, yeah. yeah. He got, he got fired from the Han Solo movie. Yeah. It sucks because he's a very talented director. But Next whatever. Max, because this is going on for 25 already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But with John Carpenter, I mean, I guess I view him kind of the same way that I view Kevin Smith. Where it's just like he's like wildly inconsistent. Good reference. Yeah. yeah, like I would, I would, I would say, like in terms of great <coughs> films, I would say Kevin Smith has made one film that I would consider really great, which is Chasing Amy for me. But even when he makes like a bad film that I completely hate, I don't know. There's something like so creative and unique about the way he does it, and I feel the same way about John Carpenter that he just brings something to it that nobody else does, and I think that's why I like him. I think that's why I like Duncan Jones, in despite of the fact that when I saw Moon and I saw Source Code, I had, like, huge problems with them. But at least he's a creative guy, and he has a unique voice. I think that's why I like him so much. Yeah, I can see that. Um, now, the original Escape from New York was a political satire, as yeah. we discussed at the time, kind of riff, riffing off on uh, Nixon a bit. Now, I've always viewed um, this film, Escape from L.A., as, like, less a political satire, even though the president is still in it and more like a satire of Hollywood and of, of like hollow excess and whatnot. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, uh, do you feel like this film is successful as a satire? And which do you feel like either is successful as a satire? Which is more successful? Well, the first one, of course, but this one's not successful. Man. You don't think so? Oh, God, no. Well, I, don't feel, I don't feel either one of them come across as, as being satirical. Yeah, not really? No. Like the first one, not. I mean, this one, yeah, because it's kind of more at the forefront. Yeah, there's the all f- that plastic surgery stuff and whatnot. Yeah, and there's a lot of racist stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I don't really see that as... That doesn't feel like a satire to me. It just feels like a straight-up action flick. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the, I think that with satire, it needs to... Like, good satire needs to be subtle. I agree. And I don't think that subtlety is really John Carpenter's, you know, thing. No, I don't think it is. No. I mean, They, they Live is, quote-unquote, a satire, too, but it's, like, it bashing you over the head with its message. It's and the satire shouldn't yeah. do that. Alright, so we can all agree that as a satire, this film is uh, very obvious, very basic, nothing much to it. Yep. Um, Alright, now I want to talk about the most important thing that happens in this movie. Okay. And it's so important that the first time I watched it, I didn't even realize that it happened. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, at the end of this film, Snake has this world code, right? And he, he uses it to knock out all the power all over the Earth. And, like, turn the entire world, basically reverting the human race back to the Dark Ages. Nice, yeah. Um, did, number one, uh, how do you feel about this decision? Do you feel Snake has gone too far? Number two, did you realize he even did that? Um, I forgot that he did. <laughs> I, yes, I actually agree with Chad. I forgot that he did, and no. I'm sorry, yes, this does feel like his character, because Snake is out for Snake. Yeah. So it's it's in his character. Does he do that right at the end when he walks away? Right, he presses the button and then he walks away. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That, that seems like. Snake. Has he gone too far? Maybe, but that seems within his character. See, I never thought that Snake was like. I, I never viewed him as like a like a hateful person. I don't know. Like that he would just you but know I, I he would fuck up the entire world like that. I don't think it's hateful. I think it's that it's his best chance to escape. Yeah, I suppose. So he's taking that route from it's, LA. It's very selfish. <laughs> he's kind of stupid in this movie, though. He's, he's very a stupid. stupid. Yeah, a little. Just a little. 
He's not as stupid as Peter Fonda. <laughs> God bless Peter Fonda. Oh, God. Oh, I'm out of liquid. All right, well, we already talked about this earlier, and I think we all agree. But, but like, jokes aside, should there be another film in this series starring Kurt Russell? They need to reboot it with uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, okay. Why? Tom? Why? Oh. Because of Mad Max. It's pretty, it's pretty much a rip-off. They could reboot it with his son, Wyatt. Has he been in movies? Yeah. Like what? He was he, he was in, um, was it the 22 Jump Street? He's been in, um, what's the movie that just came out? Richard Linklater. Everybody Wants Some. Oh, okay. He's been in flicks. What about Will Smith's son? They already uh, tried no. that, and that doesn't work. Nice. Yeah. Why Will Smith's son? Just because he said son. No, no, because of After Earth. God bless that movie. Yeah, Jaden Smith really shouldn't be in movies. Uh, no, okay, okay. so, I mean, like, realistically, though, they yeah. definitely should reboot the movie. Yeah. And I, I would actually like to see a serious, dramatic actor in the role to see what they could do. Maybe, like uh... Tom Cruise? Yeah. Like Mike nice. yeah. yeah. No, actually, actually, maybe, uh, maybe, um, somebody that's not as a great, amazing actor. Like a Jay Baruchel? No, but I was thinking more of, uh, <laughs> maybe, uh... Maybe uh, actually, you know what? Uh, somebody that's n- completely opposite of Snake. Maybe uh, maybe Gosling. Oh, I would watch that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and then and then and then to go even more fun, maybe maybe uh, maybe Ryan Reynolds too. Oh, okay. That may be interesting because these guys are not you know like your stereotypical action heroes. You could put Seth Gosling. Rogen in there. Seth Rogen would be uh, an interesting choice. Yeah, I he would be, be good. It'd be interesting. But that's what they should do. I mean, like they should definitely reboot it. But the, unfortunately, this 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 franchise is technically not even a franchise. It it fell flat in its face in I mean, 1983. So. so, so I do. All three of you agree that there should not be another film. It came movie. out in 81. <laughs> I know it came out in 81, and then nobody cared afterwards. Oh, even the it took two years before everyone's like, "Fuck this! Fuck yeah. this movie! Pretty nobody much. gives a shit." <laughs> Let's not let's not put posters on our wall anymore. I mean, so, do all of you agree that there should not be another film with Kurt Russell? Yeah, oh God, no. maybe. I, I might. I mean, I might be interested because he's like yeah. seventy now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe as the president. That would be strange. That would that'd be yeah, a, that'd, that'd be, be a very weird. that'd be a nice like a twist. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but of course he's not playing Snake Plissken. Right. He's playing the president. It's like the new oh. Ghostbusters movie where they're all in it, but they're not playing themselves. Okay. They're not playing themselves? No, they're playing other characters. They're playing like cameos, but they're not the characters from the original Ghostbusters. I did I actually know that. Yeah, like Bill That's Murray is in it, but he's just playing a random character. He's not playing, you know, Bankman. Um I would personally be, You are joking. No, I'm no, that's not. real. I would personally be super fucking pumped to see Kurt Russell tackle this role again, but that's just me. They can um, do like a, like a Creed thing where he's training yeah. a new snake. There you go. He nice. Could train Ryan Gosling. Michael B. Jordan could be the new snake. He could be called Black Snake. Nice. Black Mamba. That's his name. Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. Kobe. <laughs> Just have Kobe Bryant play him. There you go. <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's a, LeBron. After, terrible. After, after the amazing success, that's going to be Space Jam 2, my friend. With, I'm going to be there opening day. Like, you're saying that, I think you're saying that sarcastically. Yes, but I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch is, the like, shit out of that. LeBron James is probably a better actor than Michael Jordan. Um. Yeah. Actually, he was he was pretty decent and uh, no, like in train wreck. Train wreck. It was actually funny. funny I thought he was hilarious. I mean, and I'm I'm saying that in that Michael Jordan is fucking awful mm. as an actor. He yeah. is a better actor than Shaquille O'Neal, though. But you'd have to take into consideration 
most of that movie, Michael Jordan's not acting with people. That's true. He just is like they're like, all right, imagine Bugs Bunny's right in front of you. All right. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal didn't have that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> he is actually in scenes with other actors in Steel. God he's, he's like acting bless. Opposite What's the genie one? Oh, Shazam. 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 Yeah. The God bless or, Yeah, Shazam, yeah. No, no it's Kazam. No, it is Kazam. Shazam. Shazam. Shazam's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. God bless that movie. What if... Never mind. Anyway, no, yes. Yeah, so to answer your question, all of us thinks that they probably should do this again, but maybe not with Kurt. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my final question, because there actually has been another escape movie in the works and it's a reboot nice uh, it's been in development hell since 2007 nice and uh, it, the role of snake plissken has supposedly been recast with gerard butler oh god yeah, no. would you guys be interested in seeing gerard butler play snake plissken i wouldn't mind because he's not half bad in, in olympus has fallen mm-hmm. like the movie's not great but he pulls like the thing required for that type of movie yeah he yeah, can pull that it off. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. Like Olympus Has Fallen is like a Schwarzenegger movie, but with Gerard Butler playing mm-hmm. the character, and he does fairly well. Like, you can see he's better a, than Channing Tatum in the other White House movie. I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, <laughs> that's kind of the thing with Gerard yeah. Butler that he's he's really good at like macho action movies, but for some reason. He's in, like, a lot of romantic dramas and things. Yeah, I didn't like him after after Gamer. Yeah. I was I was done. I don't think he's a great actor, but I think he, 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 I think he has the I think he has the prerequisites to pull off. No, of like Snake I'm sorry. Skin. I'm sorry. This is who should be Snake. Uh, Jason Statham. No. I don't, I don't like that choice. That's a good choice. I think, it, I think it's too obvious. No, okay. I think it's too obvious, and I think that he doesn't have... He can't... Like, even if you put a wig on him, he looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. He looks really weird with a wig. I've never seen him with a wig. Like, he's, like, one of those people that you just... Like, he has to be bald. Like, he just has to. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and Bruce Jason Willis. Statham. Well, Bruce Willis, he had hair at one point. I mean, I think Statham would be okay, because he kind of has that, like... He has that kind of cool... Uh, you know, person that's that you know Kurt Russell had, where he's just very like composed. And but the one thing that that, that Gerard Butler and um, Jason Statham don't have that I think Kurt Russell does have is that Kurt Russell is like kind of funny and he has like some charisma. That's true. That's good. I don't think either point. of those guys have. That's a good point. That. Well, I mean, Jason, St- I mean, Spy. But other than that, well, yeah. uh, he's funny in Spy because he's playing because, up. He's yeah. playing off the image he has. Well, that's true. So it's not like that's true. It's not like he's sitting there telling jokes. It's like ben he's Diesel. doing what he does in other movies, just in an yeah. exaggerated way. Yeah, that's true. Vin Diesel. Ooh, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, because he's in Big Trouble Little China. Might as well follow up with Escape in New York. Put him in the second remake of the Thing. Yeah. Yeah. He can play the Thing. Put him in an Overboard <laughs> remake. <laughs> Overboard remake. Captain Ron remake. I would totally watch that. <laughs> Could put like I went and watched Central Intelligence today, and it's not a very good movie, but Kevin Hart and The Rock have really good chemistry together, and I would love to see a Captain Ron remake with those two. I feel like that Kevin Hart's uh, flame is starting to flicker out. Thank Just God. Just a bit, yeah. Anyway, that's to watch a Captain Ron starring Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, this movie's terrible, Hart. man. Yeah. Any well, let's start with you then. Uh, final thoughts on Escape <laughs> from L.A., Jordan. Don't see this movie. Okay. I mean, it just 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 don't. It's terrible, uh, but you know the idea of going to L.A. is cool. Like that's what got me into it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's gonna be in L.A. I wanted to see what they done in L.A. and they did nothing to L.A. Like, what was the cool thing about Escape from New York is that they did some of the tourist attraction spots. Some, 
This, there's nothing. No Hollywood Hills. I, yeah, they show the Hollywood sign. The Hollywood sign. They, they go to the uh, Coliseum. Yeah. They go to the, the Coliseum. Yeah, but th- 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 there's more there than just that. I like. I, I would like to see. No, more. there is. But you're just saying like they like don't a, show anything, and we like just proved you wrong. You proved me fucking wrong. Why I haven't seen this in a month. Everybody ganging like, up on George. What? It's like a fist fight at the Hollywood Bowl. It's like this. This. A couple podcasts ago, when you were like, and they when we're talking about thing, you're like, and they don't even show the spaceship coming to Earth, so you don't even know. Do that at the very beginning. <laughs> they do, don't they? <laughs> That's my review. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Dubs. Uh, all right, Ryan. Uh, would you would you recommend Escape from Los Angeles? No, I would not recommend it. You are you have, sure? There are there are literally a million things you can do with a hundred minutes of your life that would be more th- more and with worth fifty million more yeah. worthwhile than watching. Escape from Los Angeles. Yes. So, no. All right. Well, I know that Chad would recommend Escape from Los no, Angeles. No, I would not. So let's move on. I would, <laughs> say, I would say watch the basketball scene and yeah. maybe the, the surfboarding scene as well. On YouTube. On YouTube, just because they're funny as shit. Um, and the scene where Stacey Keach yells at him, because that is fucking hilarious. Because of Stacey Keach. And, uh... I don't. I don't really have to uh, have to expand on my opinion much because I I spend most of my time trying to pretend this movie doesn't exist. Sure. And that Snake Plissken was only in one film and that he's really awesome and nobody ever fucked him up. So, uh, moving on, just just really quick. Uh, what do we think of these four films overall? How do we rank them? Thing. Thing. Number one, of course. Yes. Uh, what was two? Uh, two would be uh, Big Trouble. Three yep. would be New York, and four would be yeah. L. A. And how do you like the films overall? I like the thing. Love the thing. I think yeah. it's great. Uh, my brother showed me the thing before, and it made me sick to my stomach. That still bro- does. Your brother showed you the thing. Yeah, That's a long great. time ago. He doesn't remember, I bet, but he does. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, check this out." So. I was gonna pee in this so so uh, so so Ryan, you agree? Same uh, ranking. Thing, big trouble, escape from there's New York, a, escape from LA. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a big gap between one and two, and then two and three are really close, and there's a huge, <laughs> huge gap between three and four. Yeah. Um, um, and how would you rank them? I would I would go with the thing at number one, okay. Escape from New York. Oh. Uh, big trouble, Little China, and those two are like neck and neck, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. Yeah. That LA movie. is out. Yeah. And I'm actually uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break break the mold and, and shock all of you and say that the thing is the best and then it's big trouble in Little China and then it's escape from New York and then it's escape from LA. Oh yeah, but you shocked us to the core. Yeah, so basically we all what? basically agree. I know it's a what? controversial opinion. This is blasphemy, but, my friend. Uh, I think the thing is a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite horror films of all time. I yes. think Big Trouble in Little China is really fucking entertaining. I think Escape from New York is is a good film. I feel like he could have developed it more if he'd been a little further in his career and had a few more films under his belt, but for what it is, it's good. And I feel like Escape from L.A. is... is uh, A dumpster fire. Yeah. Nice. No, it's... it's uh, it was a dog bonfire. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like, like, a, it's like astoundingly terrible, and I never want to talk about it again. Well, we but uh, all right, recommendations, uh, Ryan. Um, let's see. 
Uh, did I recommend Captain Ron the first? No, uh, you didn't. I th- feel like I recommended that one. Um, well, you know, you know. Do it, it again. Fuck it. Again. I really like Captain Ron. <laughs> I watched it when I was a kid, and it stuck with me. Nice. You guys, you, I don't know if you have kids. You two guys in Iowa. I don't know if you like. Uh, is I don't know if gay adoption is legal out there. It's legal everywhere now. Like there's rules though, yeah. and like. If you have kids, you should let you should you should sit them down and show them the wonderment of Captain Ron. And also, we're back—a dinosaur story. No, never, Captain Ron. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, Captain Ron. Captain okay. Ron. All right, Jordan. Ah, uh, fuck. Um. Uh, I saw it recently. Why not? Uh, Turtles out of the shadows. Why not? Was Crank cool? Crank was awesome, man. Crank was awesome. Because <laughs> that's the reason I almost saw it. I was kind of curious. I saw it in Crank. 3D. It was great. It was wonderful. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it brought back uh, childhood joys. It was wonderful. It was great. It was, it was awesome. Nice. Better than, the, better than the first one that I, came I out. I have heard that it's better than the first yeah, one. Yeah, and unfortunately they won't make another one, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Because yeah, it tanks the box office. But Megan Fox was not terrible. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. Check it out. All right. Chad? Uh, um, I don't know if I've recommended this during this at all. Hopefully I haven't. Um, I recommend Midnight Special. Mm. It's one of my favorite movies this year. Uh, it has a lot of Carpenter-esque uh, you know, things about it. Mm. Oh, it's a nice movie. It's a nice mm. movie about a boy and his father. Thank you for sharing your opinion. Yeah. And uh, w- uh, I would like to end by recommending a film because we're talking about films that have, you know, 15-year gaps between them. I don't know if this one was technically 15 years, but I'm going to recommend uh, the the hit film sensation Samurai Cop 2. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Because Samurai Cop, okay, if you guys haven't seen it, you haven't heard of it, it's one of those legendarily bad films uh, like The Room, uh, like Birdemic, where it's just just bad, but in like a really fascinating and really entertaining way. Tell those motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so you got to see Samurai Cop. But Samurai Cop 2, you know, when I heard about it, when I heard that they were doing it, I thought there's no way that's going to work. Because a big part of what makes Samurai Cop so good is unintentional, right? And you can't duplicate that. And yet, uh, they do at times. They really do. Like, there are times where they overdo it and it's too much, but there are times where they just nail it. And also... The way oh I've seen it yeah the I've way seen the movie came the, out last year in my opinion the best thing about Samurai Cop two is the way that they use Tommy Wiseau from the room right because at first they use him in a really unpredictable way and at the end of the film they use him exactly the way you'd expect him to and in both instances he's just so much fun to watch and uh, yeah it's an entertaining film it's been over fifteen uh, years the first one yeah. came out in ninety one. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. And the sequel came out in 2015. Yeah. So it doesn't work 100% of the time, but if you just want to turn off your brain and watch something entertaining and watch Tommy Wiseau be fucking brilliant, watch Samurai Cop 2. No, yeah, I, like, I've actually seen Samurai Cop uh, 1 with Max. It's, I don't know, have you guys, either of you guys seen it? I will never see it's, Samurai Cop. No, no, you need to. It's a blast. It's like, a great seriously, movie. it's so fucking funny. I, I'm, I'm good. Like, it's the room funny. Ugh. I can't even watch The Room. Are you kidding me? I've seen it like five times. Oh, hey, Mark. I want to watch The Room again right now. Have fun. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk and drink. That's <laughs> anyway, uh, that was the uh, the Kurt Russell and John Carpenter retrospective. I hope you guys enjoyed it at least somewhat. And uh, we'll be back next time with uh, 
with uh, Jordan's standalone episode, which is going to be a comparison of the uh, Alien and Predator series. Yeah. So uh, hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, you can check us out on, on Facebook and on Twitter and on um, Tumblr. Tumblr and and iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, on iTunes. Yeah, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And lots of different platforms, both there of you is. in Iowa. Oh. You can do all of that. And We're very uh, popular in Japan. <laughs> yeah, this, is, uh, this is Max, and if you want to say your names, you can. That's, <laughs> that's where you should end the episode with the Tom Waits' uh, Big in Japan song. Nice. Uh, this is the artist formerly known as Jordan. Ah, uh, it's Jack. This is Ryan. Uh, all right. Um, we'll fuck off and die. <laughs> <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Max Hasselman. <laughs>